Welcome to episode 61 of Beating Around the Bush podcast. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is simply an extension of my column that appears weekly in the Carol Newsleader and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Today's episode, episode 61, as I mentioned just a couple of seconds ago, is entitled A Key to a Championship. And there's two things that I want to talk about today, and both of them are milestones as far as the Huntington School System goes. Uh, it's not every day that you get to witness the things that I witnessed this past week. One was on Friday night. The next was on Saturday afternoon. And we're going to discuss both of those, and we'll discuss whatever else we need to to fill in the remaining time for this podcast. But today, let's start with what happened Friday night. It's not maybe the biggest story, uh, considering what happened over the weekend, but it happened Friday night. The other one happened Saturday. So we'll talk about uh, Saturday's event after we get through talking about what happened Friday night. First of all, Friday night, the Phillies, uh, Huntington High School Phillies softball team experienced a difficult loss, I would say. It was really a game that I thought they would they would win before um, the night ever started. They were playing Gibson County. Gibson County now has firm uh, hold on second place in the district. Phillies dropped to third with that loss, and they still have Westview at home. They still have Milan to play. So it's going to be very hard to finish higher than the third spot they're in because of uh, the way the district schedule is. There's only five five teams in the district, and now the fact that the Phillies have got three losses with two games left, and people in front of them only have one loss. It, it's they're not Westview. I'm excuse me. Gibson County is not going to lose to Milan or Union City. I'm not sure which one of those they have left. I think they still have Westview left, you know, so it's, they're going to at the best come out with two losses. But anyway, the Phillies lost 58, 50 a game, which they led going in the fourth quarter and uh, just kind of had an offensive meltdown sort of in the final quarter of that basketball game. And that kind of led to that loss 58, 50. And it really was closer than that as Gibson County made some foul shots down the stretch that kind of stretched that lead out. Uh, to the final margin. But that's not really kind of what I wanted to talk about because I really want to talk about the Phillies' best player. And and I'm going to keep saying this uh, because I say often on this podcast, and I'm going to continue to do that, we're going to speak the honest truth. And the honest truth is that Lily Key is the best basketball player on that Huntington basketball team. They have real good players, don't get me wrong. When you look at the starting five, uh, the other night, Coach Wilkins, for the first time that I've seen him do this this year, uh, you could tell his determination in winning the game. He didn't play as many people. He only played six players where he normally plays eight or nine. Uh, uh, Delaney Byers was the only person besides the starting five that came off the bench. But Sophie Singleton, uh, she'll play at the next level. She's she's that good. She's a good player. Leah Fuller's a good player. Uh, Sydney Anderson's already signed. Uh, to play at a small college up in Maine. Hey, hey, wouldn't that be neat? And and then Annabelle Singleton uh, is a junior will be coming back 
next year. So when you look at the starting five, they're very good basketball players. But again, and I'm going to continue to say it as I just said a minute ago, Lily Key's the best player on that basketball team. But something happened, not Friday night. She got recognized Friday night, but it happened Tuesday up at Union City. She scored 26 points up at Union City Tuesday night in Philly's 74-50 win over the Lady Golden Tornadoes. And with those 26 points, it pushed her over the 1,000-point mark in her junior season. And give you some information. We we did a little ceremony in between games the other night, and it was special. Of course, Lily's just a junior. So she's got a lot of basketball left in, in front of her. But one thing that's amazing is the fact that she reached a thousand points and essentially she did it in two seasons and i say that because her freshman year i can remember well because i remember watching her in middle school because i cover all the middle school uh, basketball also and so i go a lot of middle school basketball games i have been doing that for a long time and, and i remember her uh, from her eighth grade year she was tall had those uh long arms and 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 did well at the middle school level but you could tell she was kind of raw, too, and she had some work to do, and it's obvious that uh, she's worked on her game. Now, when she went from the eighth grade to the ninth grade, she still was a work in progress. It's just, you know, it's, it's a simple way of putting it. It's not, you know, it's not diminishing her career at all, but sometimes players just uh, take a little time to develop. All basketball players will tell you that. And and Lily, the reason I bring all that up and the fact that she's over 1,000 points now, she only scored 54 points her freshman season. So, so you think about that. Now that she's over 1,000 points and only scored 54 her freshman year, that really tells you how much she's developed in the last two years. I made the comment. Uh, last year, at some point, I said, "Man, if she is if she improves as much from her freshman year to her sophomore year, or if she improves as much from her sophomore year to her junior year as she did from her freshman year to her sophomore year, she's going to be a heck of a player." Well, that happened. Uh, last year, she went from scoring those fifty-four points as a freshman to scoring five hundred and eleven points her sophomore season. And by the way, and I know this for a fact because this is information that uh, Coach Wilkins gave me the other night, for that 511 points uh, in her sophomore year is a record for anybody uh, in the history of Huntington High School scoring that many points in a sophomore season. Nobody has ever scored as many points as Lily Key did in our sophomore season. Well, we still have, counting tonight, they actually moved uh, Tuesday night's game against Clarksburg to tonight. Then the Phillies were supposed to uh, go to Milan, I think it is, Friday night, uh, Waverly Saturday night, and then uh, end the season next Tuesday at home against Martin Westview. So there's still uh, four games left in the regular season. But to this point in this season so far, she has 467 points. 
I found this on the web. And 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 the uh, and her junior season. So she scored five eleven last year, and she's at four sixty seven now. It, it's a good bet that she's going to go over uh, five hundred points for this season because you still have uh, tournament play. You'll still have at least, uh, I think, two games in the district. Because if they finish third, they'll automatically qualify for the region. Because there's only five teams, and then the uh, fourth and fifth place teams will have a play-in game. Uh, currently, that is Milan and Union City. Then that would, uh, the way it stands right now, Huntington being third, would turn around and play Gibson County first round of the district. So, But that automatically qualify, qualifies them for the region if they finish third. And then uh, we're matched up against Hickman County, East Hickman, uh, Camden, Stewart County, uh, those schools as far as region play goes. And that's a little ahead. But and she she's still got a little, lot of basketball left. I mean, when you look at it, she's probably still got at least seven games counting the regular season uh, left. And she's averaging almost 20 now. So that's another 140 points if she averages uh, 20 points. A game that's going to put her at close to 600 points just for this season. Now, I had this question asked me the other day while we're talking about Lily Key, and uh, I have that information. Somebody asked me, and I have several people ask me where she stood uh, after Friday night's game, going over 1,000 points, where she stood as far as the top scores in the history of Huntington High School. And a couple of times I've had the comment made or a question asked, well, she, can she reach the top spot and go down in history as the top scorer ever at Huntington High School? It's going to be real difficult to do that, and I'll tell you why, because I have the top 10, I actually have the top uh, 19 uh, players uh, in front of me. And, and let's, let's just kind of go over that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about something else here in just a few minutes, but uh, Sophie Singleton, we just mentioned her a minute ago, is 19th on the list, currently at 754 points. Uh, very good chance she's going to move up uh, to maybe, she has a chance to move up maybe to the top 15, because then you look at Brooke Butler is at, uh, oh, excuse me, let's go back a little bit. Savannah Dotson at 18, she has 765. 17th on the list is Brooke Butler at 808. Colin Zirkel is 16th at 816. She played back in 1994, by the way, if you're curious about that. A player that didn't play, hadn't played that long ago, just a couple of years ago, Taisha Reed. If you a lot of a lot of you remember her, I think she went to Walter State, somewhere like that. Uh, she's got 824 points at 15. Courtney Thorpe has 847. That's a 1993 player. Uh, she's at 14. Uh, Lakia Lockhart, 942 points. That was in 2003. She was on that uh, team that we talked about the last couple of weeks that uh, came real close to winning the state championship, but she's 13th. Allie Maxwell is uh, the first player on the list that's over 1,000 points, and she is three points over 1,000. She played back in 2013. She's a doctor now, so there you go. Kim Hampton in 1992. Uh, she reached 1,000 points at 1,007. She's 11th. Caitlin Blue, not that long ago, 2016, 
Um, when she reached a thousand points, she's at a thousand and twenty. And then at uh, ninth on the list is her sister, uh, Caitlin's sister, Hannah Blue, in 2014. It's at 2,023 uh, points. And then uh, eighth on the list is Lily Key. She's at 1,032 points as uh, we sit here and do this podcast this morning. So let's look at the seven players ahead of her. In 2017, uh, Jessica Keith. A lot of you remember her. She's a good post player. And she is. Uh, she played at uh, a couple of years at Bethel. Uh, she's at 1,112 points. So Lily could very easily pass that before the season's over. Taylor Smith, and remember her, 2018. She's on one of those state uh, state championship teams. Not 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 winning a state championship, but going to state. She is uh, six on the list at 1125. Aiden Swenson. She played in a state tournament not that long ago, two years removed from uh, or three now. But she's at 1138 points. She's fifth on the all-time list. Then Jobina Gilbert at uh, fourth at 1148. So you see where I'm going with this. Lily's only 116 points out of fourth. Now, Ryan Jordan played in 1999. By the way, Gilbert was in 1995. So those were good. So it's a lot of history there or tradition as far as Phillies basketball goes, because it goes all the way back to 1993, some of this list. But Ryan Jordan at 12-14. The two that's going to be hard for Lily to get to, second is possible. I think second is possible, depending on what kind of year she has next year, how many games she plays. Uh, Crystal Fuller, uh, 2004, reached 1,744 points. Number one on the list, 1993. Uh, player, she went on to play at Union. Her jersey is retired, hanging on the wall, number 34, Marquita Hunt. And Marquita Hunt has 1,921 points in her career. So you think about that, uh, Lily at 1032, uh, she's a little under uh, 900 points, 800 and something points, 890, 880 points away from the top spot. Now, conceivably this year, we just mentioned she probably got seven games left. So that's, a, you know, 100 points, 140 points, depending on – she keeps her average is 140 points. So that would cut it down uh, to 700 and something points reaching the top spot. So she would have to uh, next season – probably average over 30 points a game to reach the top spot. Probably unreachable, but when you think about it, when she has a legitimate shot and uh, really believe that's where she's going to end up unless she gets injured or something freaky happens, and uh, she'll end up uh, at third on the all-time list and a good chance of finishing second at the all-time scoring list. So, so far, it's a great career. Uh, for Lily Key, but not only is uh, she's been really great at scoring uh, the basketball, she also has over 500 rebounds in her career so far. So she's probably going to go over 600 rebounds. I know the other night against uh, uh, Gibson County, and she 
this is what's unique about Lily, in my opinion, and and, and Coach uh, Wilkins and I talked about this the other night because we we kind of both uh, working uh, the media and the coaches uh, trying to get her a Miss Basketball nomination. You know, she the what I was going to say to add to uh, the information that we're giving you is she, for one thing, she had three blocks, I think the other night or four against uh, Gibson County, but she affected a lot of other shots in there. When we talked about her rebounds. I think I had her with eight rebounds. I'm kind of unofficial, just keeping it uh, to myself over there, but she had 22 points uh, Friday night against Gibson County. Now against the big teams, and this is where I was going. And this is what, the connections that I have, if you want to call them connections, but I do know some people. I had some emails. I had some contact information about voting for her for uh, Miss Basketball. But against the good teams, against uh, McKenzie, both times she's had uh, – one time she had 28 points, and the other time I think she had 32. That's against uh, a real good basketball team. They're the defending state champs. Against Westview, up at Westview the other night, uh, the number one team in the state undefeated, she had 22. Against Gibson County, she scored over 20 points both times. So you're talking about three of the top teams in the state, and she scored 20 points in every victory or every game against those teams. that have not all been victories. So she has uh, she has shown up when it was, when it was crunch time. I hope she gets a nomination. I don't know if she'll win Miss Basketball. I would just like to see her get the recognition across the state by just getting uh, in that conversation. And she's in that conversation, but I ought to see her as a finalist. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Still got a little ways to go before they'll ever release all that information. The ballots are out there. I've cast my vote. I don't know if the McKenzie Banners cast their vote for Lily Key. So we know she's got two. And, uh, so we'll see how it goes. But that was just a great, great moment. Despite the loss, uh, that was a, a special moment. And one thing before I get into my next topic, that uh, someone someone that was uh, actually was my wife that was sitting behind me the other night uh, during uh, the girls' game at Gibson County, and she was talking to a couple of folks from Gibson County, and uh, they were very complimentary of uh, Huntington's basketball team. They said, y'all got a great bunch of girls, and they seem they, they were really complimentary of our girls. And I think it says a lot. And they were even agreeing with uh, uh, the Hayden crowd one time when uh, Coach Wilkins got a technical. It was undeserved, we thought. but uh, and, and they agreed. That, that shouldn't have been a technical. So, you know, that's, that's, that's good to hear. It's good to hear that you have uh, fans from other schools uh, recognize your players. But anyway, let's move on to the next thing because the title to our podcast today was A Key to a Championship. The key was for Lily Key. The championship was for the Huntington Middle School Mustangs. Man, I I I didn't get to go to their, their – they were playing in that um, James C. Hale uh, State Tournament at Middle Tennessee Christian School in Murfreesboro. And – I didn't get to go the first two games they were playing because of different reasons. It's a long way to go. You know, you're talking about getting uh, over two hours just to get to MTSC uh, uh, or CS. And so, you know, it was just hard for me to make it. 
But, and I told my wife, I said, if they make it to the championship game, we're going. I, I said that last, we're going to fight. We're going. And we did. We struck out uh, Saturday morning and maybe about 10 o'clock or so. Uh, drove up, had a nice lunch uh, at, o- over by the mall, did a little shopping, bought a few things, and then made our way over to school about 4.30 and when the game was supposed to start. And nice gym, nice campus. I liked the gym. I really liked the gym a lot. And uh, had my camera stood up against the wall like I've been doing for uh, a lot of years now. But to watch that basketball team, and I said before this season started that this, this was a heck of a basketball team. I said, this is a good, good basketball team. And, and along the way, there were times where you might go, well, you know, they're, they're going through some a bit of a doldrums and uh, maybe not playing as well right now. And over a course of the season, you kind of have your ups and downs a little bit. But uh, they went up there uh, to that state tournament and not knowing what to expect. Uh, they ended up for the season losing three games. I think they won 19, I believe. And But the three, the three losses came to McKenzie in one of those when they were without Kenton Smith. Uh, they lost to Inman without Kenton Smith. And – not to take anything away from McKenzie and Inman. Uh, Inman was a good basketball team. Uh, McKenzie was a good basketball team. But with Kenton Smith, Huntington is a great team. Without Kenton Smith, Huntington's a real good team, if you kind of understand where I'm going with that. And then their other loss came to USJ, uh, who's a very good team, and I think they won that Blue Suede tournament uh, down at South Gibson. Uh, this past week. So not not bad losses, not bad losses at all. But the Mustangs, uh, I didn't know what to expect because when you think about it, they won the county tournament, and that was back in the first week of December. And since then, they've not played very many games. They played a couple of games that they were supposed to play earlier that they got canceled for different reasons. And uh, they got those games in, I think, like, Lakewood was one of them. Uh, uh, the USJ game, I think, was the other one. So uh, from the first week in December to January, the uh, whatever that Monday was, uh, 15th, something like that, or 16th, Martin Luther King Day, uh, and they played two games. It's hard to keep a team ready during that time. and. You got to give Macon Bullock a lot of credit here because they went up there and played that first game on Martin Luther King Day. And let me go back and figure that would be the 16th, I think. That was on a Monday. They played that game uh, against, uh, let's see, I got my notes right here. It was, uh, well, I had my notes right here. Now I'm trying to remember where I wrote it down at. But, they won against a team 44 uh, to 27 was that win against Rickman. I got it. I, I finally figured out where I wrote it down at. And then that Saturday, January the 21st, they had to turn around and play again. Uh, but that was a still, that was, you know, from Monday to Saturday. So you're talking about five days there uh, between basketball games. And it's hard to keep a basketball team ready when you're not playing two or three times a week. But anyway, then they had probably their toughest game. Good, very well have been the state championship game at the time because they played Columbia Academy and they won that game 29 to 27. 
and had a great defensive play uh, sequence at the end of that game to uh, prevent Columbia Academy to getting off a shot that would either tie or win the game. And uh, both of those games, I know in the first game against Rickman, uh, Kenton Smith had 19 points. Now they're 44. Colin Turner had 10. And then against Columbia Academy, Kenton Smith had 20 of the Mustangs' 29 points. But as I had a discussion with somebody else, uh, actually uh, this morning, that that it's just not a Kenton Smith team. I know it kind of sounds that way uh, because uh, the two of the three games they lost was without Kenton Smith. But they're, they've got a lot of great role players, and you don't win basketball games with just one player. Not at, not at the level of competition they were playing. But uh, Kenton is definitely the best player on that team, a lot like Lily Key. That's the same kind of situation that we're talking about. But Mustangs had three players on all tournament team because Saturday they went out and played Thurman Francis. It's a middle school out of Smyrna. And, well, to be honest with you, what even close. 55-29, uh, the Mustangs. Uh, got off to a, a fast start, scored 27 points in the first quarter. That's that's pretty good. And, you know, I thought maybe they're on a the pace here to score 75 or 80 points. And uh, uh, Thurman Francis played a little better in the second half, but they had dug such a deep hole at halftime that they were not coming back from it. And here's what I want to say about that. Kenton Smith, by the way, in the championship game uh, for the for the Mustangs, I had 27 points in that win. Uh, Lucas Smith had four. Uh, Zayden Conley, seven. Kylan Turner, seven. So that, that that's uh, that's a, you know, you look at it as uh, Bryson Holiday. I'm sorry, I had 10, and that was the other player. So they only had those players score. They're, all their starters, I guess, is what I'm looking at, are, are the only players that scored any points, but they kind of just coasted. Coasted to the win, but as I was going to say, let's give let's give their head coach a lot of credit, uh, Macon Bullock. He, he came here a couple of years ago uh, after he graduated from college. He was coaching over at Lakewood, I think, over at Paris, and then got this job at Huntington when Brandon Sims left to go to uh, Greenfield. And Macon has done – it's unbelievable uh, – what he's done when you really think about it. Uh, of course, he's got talent. That that helps a whole lot. But when you have to, just as I mentioned, play only two or three games and then uh, try to play a state tournament, and it took two weeks to play that state tournament to keep those kids sharp, and they came out Saturday as sharp as a two-edged sword. They were hitting on all cylinders when that game started, you you didn't see any rust. You didn't see a basketball team that only played uh, four games in a month and a half. You didn't see that. You saw a well-oiled machine, and that's a credit uh, to Macon Bullock. He came out. He went for the juggler right off the bat. Those kids responded. Uh, he knows how to orchestrate a game. He knows how to engineer a game, and uh, I give him a lot of credit. But give these kids a lot of credit. I told somebody today, and I've said this often, I've said it often, that I don't care what kind of state championship it is. It's a special moment. It It's only the second time it's ever happened. You know, and I made the comment on Facebook, think about this statement. Uh, 
basketball state championship at Huntingdon. Think about that <laughs> because it doesn't happen. It's only happened twice in the history of the school as far as high school and middle school, boys, girls, they're all, nobody's ever won a state championship. But one team in 03, they had Chris Donald and Cody Crocker and Stray Horn and a bunch of other kids on that team uh, that could play. And they went on and win a state championship in football that bunch. So maybe some of this is going to bode well because these kids play football too, but they're basketball players. Uh, Kenton Smith is a real deal. But give Macon Bullock a lot of credit because they won a state championship. This is something, and I know during the course of this season, it might have been kind of some irony in a way, but during the course of this season, they recognized that 03 state championship team. One of these days, somebody's going to recognize the 2023 uh, Huntington Middle School Mustangs winning the state championship. Something that they will take with them the rest of their life. Something they earned. Something that uh, they'll never forget. Very, very special moment. And I'm just glad I was there to be a part of it. And I can't wait to see these kids on the high school level. Looked up there one time and saw what saw Coach McClurkin, the high school coach. And uh, I, I think I saw uh, a slobber coming down side, both sides of his mouth because these kids can play some basketball. And uh, just congratulations to them. I can't wait to see them at the next level. Looking forward to it. That's all we've got time for today, folks. But uh, it's been fun. Uh, congratulations, Middle School Mustangs. Congratulations, Lily Key. And we'll be back next week. And we'll try to do better.